0: Hi everyone, my name is Casey and I'm currently a podcast lead uh, for the University of Waterloo Product Management Club and today I have a really nice special guest um, that that we kind of sort of switched around the means a little bit but I finally have gotten, uh, he's a busy guy but I've finally been able to get. Get his time a little bit off to sit down with me. And, you know, it's going to be remote, obviously, cons- uh, with this virus situation. But finally, we're going to sit down here and have a really awesome chat about Mario here. Um, a lot of different questions regarding how he got into PM, um, his experience throughout PM throughout the years. He's a senior in the product management industry, so you'll get to learn a lot about him. But, yeah, uh, we'll take it away here. So I guess my first question, Mario, is briefly and really simply just um, how you got into PM just like the early stories and basically did you make a big leap into it or did you kind of just it kind of just gradually um you, you kind of went into it by accident like most people
1: <laughs> so it's the it's the latter the act uh by accident uh the accident uh, <laughs> probably uh when i went into it it was known as kind of the accidental profession where uh no one no looks to be a product manager uh they kind of fall into it because out of a need so I started my career off as a software developer, um, and then uh, changed uh, changed companies, uh, changed uh, professions within the company I was in. Uh, I was looking, I was doing a little bit more professional services and uh, system analysis, and and around the and I had just finished my MBA probably a year ago before I had gone into product management and. We had a new uh, head of sales and marketing at uh, my company, um, but he was also well experienced in software development. His background was in engineering, and he had uh, seen a need um, in my current company, or sorry, the company I was working at rather, of a to have a product management practice um, on that side. So, our the company I had worked for was more of a systems integrator, or we'd call professional services. They would engage customers on essentially one-time uh, custom solutions, and we looking to start productizing more of their solutions. And when he'd come in, he had seen the need for having this product management practice, and had, was able was instrumental in bringing that about in my last uh, my last company. And because of uh, my interactions with uh, customers. Uh, just having finished my MBA, my general interest in taking a more a different role, um, I was essentially tapped to uh, take on that role in uh, product management and uh, kind of fit what I, uh, what I was looking to do. Again, I was trying, uh, wanted something a little bit different in my career. Um, as much as I enjoyed software development, I tried I said, okay, I want to try something new, trying a little bit different and uh, wanted a little bit more focus, uh, a little more customer interaction, but also a little bit more focus on, uh, on understanding you know, what was, what is the value proposition or what is a problem we're trying to solve for our, uh, for our end users um, on that side. So product management really uh, seemed to tick all those, uh, tick all those boxes. <laughs>
0: that's awesome to hear and no thank that's a really interesting story first of all because it sounds while I've you know I've talked to other people and they've they've sort of gave me the backstory and all that stuff your yours is really like literally accidental like there was a need um you kind of switch positions you realize that there was like it's it's just kind of different but it hits different it hits better for you so but you also mentioned that you did um you did an MBA too just recently um do you feel if I don't if you don't mind me following up do you feel like an MBA would be like really necessary um, to get into product management or do you feel like it's just kind of like a, like an extra piece of leverage?
1: All right. A, a gr- great question. I think it's where you are in your career cycle. If I'm to be brutally honest, um, you know, the, it, it's kind of like uh, also with your undergrad, right? Um, the purpose of your undergrad isn't just the, the hard, uh, the, sort of the hard technical skills that you learn. All right, sure. There's you know some fundamental math and computer science and problem uh, skill sets, but you're really building an analytical mindset, right, in your undergrad degree, uh, undergraduate degree, uh, which is the basis of your education, right. Uh, in the same way, an MBA helps uh, may help also build your uh, business helps build your kind of your business acumen and some basic skill set around. Uh, business plan, uh, business planning, marketing, etc. So I, I, while I, I wouldn't, I uh, know why it's very, it's uh, certainly useful, right? An MBA is, there isn't no one size fits all MBA that's now highly specialized. Right. And again, it helped me give a, get a bit of a different mindset uh, from my very technical mindset that I had originally when I graduated school, I was, and a software engineering degree, uh, so this helped me get a bit different uh, mindset. However, saying that, um, you know, I work with a lot of product managers who don't have an MBA and are very successful at that. And it's it's about being able to understand the customer's viewpoint and the customer's value prop, uh, customers' pain points, and really what's their to use the current uh, common expression these days is what's their job to be done, right? And I think there's some uh, basic principles in product management that you can pick up that you don't necessarily need an MBA for. Um, on that side, that doesn't hurt. But just like uh, when uh, you are evaluating what goes in your product, and you know you have to make tough decisions and prioritization, you also have to look at that in terms of uh, you know, your own skill set and what you want to uh, what you want to pick up in terms of education. So. Yeah, I I don't think it's a strict requirement to go into product management. Again, there's a lot of product managers that don't have it and do, uh, or do an amazing job on that side, uh, but just have that basic uh, problems, uh, that understanding, being able to understand the customer's val- uh, pain points, understand the value proposition of their solution, uh, understanding, you know, is there a, a product market fit? I mean, there's a, these are some very how would I put it into decent principles? I think that uh, you don't need necessarily an MBA for. The MBA helps you in that if you were in a career where you're far more, um, let's just say my case, maybe as a developer, I wasn't as customer facing or didn't have as much customer interaction or where essentially the quote unquote, the customer problem was solved for me already. uh, And I just had to, you know, I had to take care of the implementation. on that side, uh, that helps you kind of, you know, gives you a different mindset there. But, uh, you know, a lot of it, of course, depends on your existing background and, uh, and, uh, being able to make that judgment call. That's really,
0: really an in depth answer. I mean, first yeah. of all, um, you basically scored the entire thing. I think that's kind of like the main. The main value proposition that most students see from MBAs, right, especially at Waterloo, where a lot of our podcast listeners, you know, they come from a math CS or an engineering background, you know, at the same time, um, if you don't make me also asking just from a student's perspective, right, um, me mentioning how a lot of our listeners are from CS math or engineering. Mm-hmm. You know, pretend that if you were a student and you didn't really have any PM experience. Maybe you have like a development experience. You have projects you've worked on, but you've never obviously worked in a customer-facing role. Um, just like you back in the past, what do you think would be the first steps that you, as a student, would do? Um, I guess in this day and age, with you know tech so available and you can just learn all this stuff on you know online, all that stuff.
1: No, uh, certainly, yeah. So it's still, uh, at least my humble opinion, still a relatively young profession. Um, To your point, when I went to school, uh, just like uh, a lot of your fellow students, uh, you know, I did, I had an engineering, I went for a software engineering degree and I thought, I, I pretty much figured I was doing that to be a software developer as soon as I graduated and That's what I did, right? It was was a very, it was a little bit more (laughs) of a clear path for me, right, (laughs) on that end. Whereas um, product management, you know, there isn't, uh, not that I've heard of, Uh, I've heard of maybe, I think there's a master's maybe, but there's, not that I've heard of, Uh, maybe it's changed, but there is not like a bachelor's of product management out there on that side. Right. So, you know, to keep that in mind. So to understand, and again, you know, uh, at least uh when i was when i was in university i didn't even know about this career path available to me right uh yeah. career path available uh available to me so and it's probably and even if it was i think to your i think the challenge even now is to understand what is product management and because it's a young career i think product management means different things to different people and different companies the role is a little uh, maybe a little ambiguous and um, so I would I would encourage anyone who's interested in in product management who thinks they have an interest let me actually back up who thinks they have an interest in product manager to learn about typically what what product managers are doing from company to company And the best way to do that I, I found was uh, going to meetups so I uh, I went as soon as I got into product management uh, I was referred to in, uh, in Toronto, the Toronto Product Managers Association, and they had monthly meetups. Um, another good one is Product Tank. Um, they also have um, one me- monthly, once a month, or once, or once every two months, uh, they meet up. I'm sure that uh, in the current situation, they're currently going all uh, remote or virtual. Um, and really to understand, you know, what other, other product managers are doing definitely listen to the conversations that people are having uh the speakers are having you know what are the hot topics people are talking about in product management but also just starting to talk to other people in the field and really what it is they're doing you know from a day-to-day from day-to-day right what's keeping uh what keeps them up at night really and you know just try to understand try to see if this is even something you want to gravitate towards right On that um because at least when I was in school, when I was you know, developed, you know, I, I got my programming assignments. When I was in university, I got my development assignments. I said, oh yeah, this is something I really want to do. And, you know, sure enough, I would yeah, go once I, uh, you know, when I went to the, the workforce and started working on, you know, started coding coding, building reports or whatever, or building this new feature or debugging, etc. cetera. Uh, you know, I can see this was definitely something, yeah, I at the time I really wanted to do it was fitting what, uh, what I was studying. Um, you don't, and, you know, at least when I went to school, there was nothing like what, a, <laughs> it's not like I had a product management course to tell me, oh wow, this is really what I wanna do, All right. So I would really encourage anyone who's quote unquote, interested in product management to really learn more and who hasn't had that experience, obviously, or have very little exposure to learn more of what other product managers are doing and best ways really to meet other people. Um, and then at least then reading, and then if you look at some, uh, uh subscribe to some of the, um uh, the newsletter, it's like, uh, from mind the product, uh, which is a worldwide, uh, product management, uh, group, uh, read some of the blogs, uh, that they post about and see, you know, see if this is gravitating towards you, um, and to get a little bit more exposure. I think, uh, that is probably a good litmus test in terms of, okay, first off, this is, is this is a career path that you want to progress towards
0: oh that's an awesome answer i mean de- definitely i agree and that's kind of like the steps i took too um mm-hmm. back from my experience um my first co-op wasn't really pm related it was more analytics related but i i learned you know watching the p PM, full-time pms my first co-op was at blackberry i watched those folks at blackberry you know go from meeting to meeting feature to features scaling features up and i was like what is this stuff like are these, these guys aren't coding and, and what are these guys doing? <laughs> um, I, I swear to god it took me the for the longest time I've just wondered like what do you what do you guys do? What What's in front of your screen? What's on your tab? <laughs> like sorry you're just looking at a backlog all day but you know I think my, 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 my perception of that's definitely changed especially after I've gotten actual experience in a little bit. Um, but yeah I guess like also another note especially because you know, a lot of our, a lot of our listeners and just a lot of people in general, just like you, Mario, who hopped from a technical experience, a technical background towards PM a little bit. What do you feel is the biggest leverage or asset from your skill set from a technical perspective that you can apply to product management, um, you know, and from anything in terms of like your experience in software, your, um, your basic understanding of coding concepts and whatnot. Uh, is there like, what's the biggest thing?
1: Yeah. Um. So I'm going to say it's it's a, the biggest strength from coming from a technical background, but if you're not careful, uh, it can also be very, it could be a limiting factor as well. I'll get to that in a minute. As a, coming from a technical background, especially my first role, I had a very close, like, I wasn't that divorced from the code base when I joined product management. Um, oh, I see. I had a very, in my first job as a product manager, so I had a very in-depth knowledge of just exactly how our product was functioning on that side. So it's very, in that case, it was very easy to communicate with your developers and QAs, right? And uh, in my current role, uh, obviously now I've been, you know, I haven't coded anything. I don't think I've coded anything short of maybe the odd Coursera course. Uh, I don't think I've I have do not think I've <laughs> checked in I don't think I've checked in code for a in a in a job role in in quite a in probably more than 10 years. Wow. So I haven't done anything to that nature. But you know I have you know I'm able to you know in some ways I'm able to communicate and work with our some of our you know our developers and our QA uh, a little more easily, and then uh, for some of our professional services, who have to do, there's a more of a technical skill set required in their implementations. Um, so, some of our customers, and there's also an IT focus as well, uh, in terms of the people who have to implement and maintain that soft, the software. You know that that helps out as well. Where you have to be of concern is uh, not concern, but you have to take. You have these are just one set of stakeholders okay so with product management and you know with um one of the lessons i learned from my one of my managers was that when software when you're shipping a product right especially in a b2b setting it's not just the the application it's not just the pixels that light up the screen right in a b2b package you're you know they're buying not just the software they are buying um Professional services staff. We implement the software. They're you know, the online help that's part of the product. They're also bought, you know, that uh, the support that comes with it, etc. And as a product, they're also, you know, the product managers are buying a, pro- a vision of the product. Right? It's not. It's not just simply like I said, pixels on a screen. They're buying. They're buying also into a vision of the product, like where this will grow into the future right so they are looking you know these are in these are business these could be business users end users etc who you have to focus on understanding what is really their business problem or what is their job to be done what is it your what how is this how is your product uh, helping them achieve their quote-unquote job to be done uh that's so like how what is their problem that you're that you're trying to address and sometimes it's not a tech it's not a, it's not a technical problem all. Sometimes, right? It's not a technical problem. It's more of a business. There's a business domain or a business context that's involved there. So, definitely the technical skills. Don't get me wrong. Technical skill set definitely helps. The background certainly helps on that side. Uh, but it's definitely not the be all and end all of product management. At least for my just from my experience.
0: Okay, no, that I think that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, pertaining towards like when you mentioned your first PM experience, I'm assuming that wasn't at Viva, because uh, if I were the CEO and then of that company, and then, you know, I had someone like you who was the PM, but, you know, it just came straight from software. So you knew, you know, exactly all the functions that helped the product run. Um, I'd be really sad to lose someone like that, because that's That's the whole bag. That's like, understand the business area, understand the problem, understand the users, understand the go-to market strategy, but also understand the functionality and how the product works from an engineering perspective. Um, I think like, that's like, that's sort of like carryover skill set. especially that's kind of one of the, also one of the reasons why I heard you were an engineer in the past, Uh, Darsan told me it was the reason why I wanted to reach out to you is because Uh, a full-time PM who's had years of PM experience, but also years of engineering experience. I think that's like biggest, um, like every, every company would want that type of person. That's like, it's, it's kind of irreplaceable to be honest, at least in my opinion, like it's, it's, there's business PMs, there's design PMs, there's analytical PMs, right. But then the engineering PMs are the ones I would say at least um, who bring just crazy and unique value.
1: They do. And, but you know what, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't discount the value that the business PMs uh, bring or, um, whether, you know, another career track and it's kind of related is uh, product managers who come from a consulting background. Um, so for example, oh, right, that's true. Yeah. So these are the, when I mean, consulting, they could be, uh, system integrators. So these are individuals or companies that actually integrate and implement software, uh, uh at a customer site, um, could be consulting, could be consultants, you know, Accenture, Deloitte, etc. name your pick. Um, on that end, um, on that side. So you have, these are individuals who will also spend a lot of time understanding the business domain, the business problem, right? Uh, yeah. So technical consultants, hey, you know what, they also, you know, they're the ones who are really in some ways are, can be our most uh, demanding customers because they are also, they're the ones who have to implement the software and they are the face to the customer. So they are using the software, you know, day in and day out, right? And they can see um, uh, how the product actually gets utilized versus, you know, what we envision as product managers getting utilized. So that's another, that's another group of individuals who i've noticed who have been or uh, who are also been very successful at uh at transitioning into product management because they have that also that good mix of customer facing skill set um mm. and being able to also you know, probably be able to understand the problem the customer pain points and the problem solving skill set and working with these con- you know working with constraints because in some ways they're even more constrained than we are as product managers because the end of the day, you know, I have a few levers I can pull as a product manager and yes, I can put in X, you know, X amount of features and address a problem. But in some ways, you know, as an implementer, they're even constrained within the bounds of the software, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the software can or cannot do, right? So, um, so those are, you know, that that's also I find uh, because of that, that, you know, there's a bit of creativity there too, right? Um, mm-hmm being able to operate in, those, in these constraints and uh, working with the customers. So being, um, I think uh, that's, again, a, uh, another profession where I've noticed people who've managed uh, transition from those type of uh, career paths um, into product management. Also, you know, those are also ones I've noticed have done really well as well. They have succeeded as well.
0: Yeah, no, I think um, I definitely will. I mean, obviously I don't have the actual in-person experience of seeing who really transitions in product management well, but I've read a lot of articles online about how like, it just really comes all over the place, right? Like people have design backgrounds or like you mentioned, like a lot of consultants, even from large firms, um, in like more tech roles, like they they went, they go on like because of their customer facing and problem solving skills, right? It's really, it's an interesting career path. And I think obviously for a lot of the the Waterloo students listening to this podcast, even some, even some in engineering or even in math and whatnot, they've considered consultancy as a career path too. Um, so i think that kind of just it's, it's a nice thing on the cake to consider a pm on top of the consult, uh, consulting um yeah. you know career or just being able to transition easily from it and actually i guess like you know um if you don't mind me i was like just asking yeah. you one last question because i feel like we're just going over a little bit of time here so i'll just ask you one last question here um until we wrap it up um but i guess this is just kind of like the big deal breaker question that a lot of people especially um the people i know really consider like at, or at least you know taken a large factor in is you know what's what does the career path for a product manager look like starting from you know like what or what's your take on it you know you have obviously like the traditional career path the product manager senior pm um director vp or principal pm um or i guess what do you what's your take on that and do you feel like you know there's there's chances for people to go and go on if they come from an engineering background too you know Go on to become startup co-founders or whatnot, or just be able to transition to other uh, career paths later on in life.
1: Oh, certainly. So, I guess yes to all of the above. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, well, if you look at our current our current CEO, I mean, he was uh, he's an engineer. He was a developer. Uh, mm-hmm. He started off his uh, career as a developer, and you know transitioned to product management, and he's you know effectively our CEO. Right. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I believe the current CEO of uh, Google, Alphabet, or, mm-hmm. you know, he's also followed the product management path as well. Right on the on that end. Uh, so the career path you laid out um, is definitely pretty. That's definitely one way. I mean, you're definitely looking at you know, at first you're. <sighs> Again, is, I wouldn't say it's traditional because we're still a – it's a young profession, right? That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah, but generally you you see product managers that are grouped around – they start, you know, your junior or more associate level. That's They're probably assigned a set of features within a product, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on, this, uh, on the scope and size and user base of the product, uh, you see them – you typically see more associates uh, starting off with products that have been – I would say a little more, um, a little have a, a little bit of a wider user base, a little bit more mature in their development in their life cycle, et cetera. And then uh, typically these product managers, as they progress, you typically they take on more responsibility. Maybe they have more higher profile features. Um, could be a product in itself, right? Right. Right. Uh, completely new product. Uh, on that side, uh, within the company uh, when you start getting into the more senior levels, you are, you know, at that point you probably have product managers. You might have product managers reporting into you. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, less day to day dealing with the more features, but as opposed to more strategic, uh, direction uh, for your, um, on your product. So that's where you get a log, you know, director and chief product officer. Now there's the concept of a chief product officer as well. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. So I, I hesitate to say, hey, there's one traditional career path for product management. <laughs> yeah. and, and as you know, as we probably discussed, there's definitely different avenues uh, to going into product and just getting into product management and just have product managers navigate their careers. Probably, uh, you know, it's still, uh, there's probably still many paths there. Uh, this is what I'm giving you is a, probably my viewpoint. I'm pretty sure, you know, you've met with others that have seen other career paths and I'm very sure it's going to evolve <laughs> as well. Mm -hmm.
0: that That, I mean yeah no I definitely agree and actually if you don't mind me also asking you additionally because uh, you mentioned all those different responsibilities and whatnot, do you feel like there was a big shift and change from your experience you know going from um, PM to principal PM like you get more responsibility in terms of features or more features or ownership over the entire domain of the product or um, perhaps more ownership over the roadmap of the product or you know the strategic direction and the feature and stuff like that
1: uh, yes um, short answer is yes you know you you uh, tend to get more definitely more respons- uh responsibility along there um the key hard part is it's kind of not uh, not hard, hard but it is also being able to also let go of some of your uh what you some used your, to work like on, favorite right?
0: features <laughs>
1: yeah your favorite features or you know something that you're really close to etc uh, yeah. so that can always uh that can always be a bit uh, a bit of a challenge. But um, def- yeah, no, I and ideally, you know, you're gonna get as you progress upwards, you're gonna definitely gonna get um, you're definitely gonna get more of a strategic ma- uh, role. But also, there's also gonna be more with product generally in product management, you'll, you know, there's a, gonna be a strong contention for your your time and your attention, right? And that's mm-hmm. something grow as you move upward, <laughs> as you move yep. up the ladder, right? There's definitely more, there's definitely gonna be more. Uh, more stakeholders uh, wanting your attention it's yeah (laughs) so yeah no it's uh, so you know when you're probably working more in the associate level or a little more intermediate level you have maybe probably you know you probably have your devs and your developers and your QAs that you're working with Um, you know maybe with depending on how you know where you are you could be working a a little bit more with other stakeholders, such as maybe it's said, you are working more with the customers as well, but then that grows, you know, you've got customers, you've got sales, you've got your professional services, actually um, support, uh, marketing, sales, you know, how do they, they're asking, how do we launch this? <laughs> you know, how do we promote, market this, right? So there's definitely a lot, there's definitely um, very much, your know, the challenge is gonna be, and I always, and I have this challenge to date and uh, as you know, just trying to get a hold, (laughs) trying to get a hold. yeah, (laughs) just uh, there's a, you know, there's going to be strong competing pressures for your time.
0: I think I, uh, well, obviously I can't relate personally yet, but I hope to be able to relate with your experience and um, managing all those stakeholders (laughs) later on, hopefully in the next five to 10 years or however, obviously, you know, you can't, but obviously I, I, I see how like, that's just that just comes along with your experience and obviously they they entrust um those with more experience and whatnot of how the product runs to really be able to run the world map and all that stuff i mean thank you for your time again i think that basically wraps up our podcast episode for today but um yeah thank you again and obviously like like all other episodes please uh do just follow us on spotify and um, we'll have more awesome people like Mario on board, hopefully later on in the future. But thank you, Mario, for joining me today. And uh, folks, if you like to follow Mario too, he's, he's available on LinkedIn. All right. I think so. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> Thanks again, and we'll see, talk to you soon.